Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Champs and Gossip. I'm Carlin here with Stephanie. Hello. And today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Christy. She is the co-owner and director of marketing with The Inquisitor. Say hi. Hi. We're so excited to have her. We've um, been talking about trying The Inquisitor for so long and we haven't done it yet. So we figured why not have her on the podcast to chat a little bit about The Inquisitor and um, some fun things like that. So first... Christy, will you take us through what we are drinking today? Yes. Yes. So today we are drinking our Method Cap Classique Sparkling Pinot Noir. Um, So this is, um, I should probably explain what Method Cap Classique means. Yeah. Um, And basically this is a sparkling wine made on the champagne method, meaning a second fermentation takes place inside the bottle which creates those delicious bubbles that we know and love. Um, As we know, champagne can only be called champagne if it's produced in the Champagne region of France um, and also follows their very strict guidelines. Um, But similarly, Method Cap Classique can only be produced in South Africa and if it is made in the similar styles as other Method Cap Classiques are are done down there. So... If you want, I can go into the notes and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop it and then yeah, this is like probably the most education that we have got. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, it's no, great. it's great. We need the education. We're big fans. We just don't know anything about what we drink. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we normally just drink it and we're like, oh, this is great, and we say where it's from. But like, you legit have full knowledge and it's. Fantastic. I'm sorry, I thought this went kind of deep too in it. Oh, I love oh geez. I love it. And I also t- almost took my eye out. <laughs> okay, well, I have I have popped it. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay. Beautiful. You can go into the notes now if you want. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as you may notice when you open, as, after you pop it on the nose, um, it opens with a lovely bubbling bouquet of colorful berries, floral, specifically white flowers. If you, you know, are familiar with what a white flower smells like, which probably not many people are, but next time you see a white flower, you might want to sniff it just so you know. Um, and then on the palette, this has a long, dry, lingering finish um, and it does bring forth those floral notes and small little hints of sweet honey and toasted almond um, and it is Pinot Noir grapes. So the reason it is white and it is not red, we get asked this all the time, is because the, the skins are taken off of it throughout this process. They're, they're not left to sit um, in this. So it also produces those small, fine, white bubbles that are similarly found in champagne. That is so awesome. And as you were explaining it, I was like, yeah, I smell the flowers. I, we need to do more of these like tasting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so educational. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm, I taste that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and one of the, um, I guess one of the fruits that come comes out more strongly is kind of apple, like a crisp baked apple. Yeah. Um, so that's something we, we notice in that. But 
It is a good one. It's 2013 yeah. vintage too. So it's got it, some. It is very good. Very, very good. Yay. I like it. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. <laughs> All right. So, Stephanie, do you want to bring us into our top five? Sure. So today, our top five, I don't know, have you guys been watching every week when The Bachelor has been doing the best seasons I have all not. summer? Well, I have. <laughs> I've been watching my favorites. <laughs> yeah. So it, in honor of that and all of the drama going on with The Bachelorette and everything, I want to know what your favorite seasons of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette have been. Mm. Or Bachelor in Paradise. Or the oh. ski one. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> whatever that oh, or Bachelor Pad. I forgot about Bachelor Pad. I did not watch that. Okay, so I'll go first because I am a Bachelor, Bachelorette newbie. In the sense that, like, I, my first one is um, Trista's season because that was... <laughs> season that I watch and then I didn't watch it again until literally like four years ago <laughs> four years no maybe two years yeah it's uh, not been four years since we've been watching <laughs> Becca uh, you watched Becca yes okay so, yeah I watched Becca's season so that no I watched Rachel so I have Rachel on there because I watched her season I have Becca I didn't love her season but I I I'm going to put it because that's the season I watched. Um, I really liked Hannah's season. Hannah was, I, I think in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to hate Hannah. Like, I don't, like, I'm not going to like her. And then her season came on and I was like, I actually <laughs> really like her. Um, and then I have Colton season because, again, another one that I was like, oh, it's going to be so good. And you're kind of just like, ugh. And I feel like they they hyped it up, like the drama was going to be like so intense, which I feel like that's a bachelor, bachelorette thing that they do. And then you're like, oh, he jumped over the fence just because he just <laughs> was trying to leave. Like it wasn't anything that you're like, you were like, yes, this is amazing. So those are my five. I mean, I know they're basic because I literally just started watching. <laughs> okay. That was a great list. Okay, Christy, what about you? Okay, so I have been, I've watched for a while, but I kind of dropped off here and there too, just because I don't know, some of them I just was not into, couldn't get into. But my favorite is Ben. I love Ben Higgins. I just think he is so sweet, like such a nice, wholesome guy. Love him. And then I really loved JoJo's season. Um, I thought she was also just really wholesome, really down to earth and like also confident too. Um, okay. Hannah B, the same thing. At first, when I heard she was chosen for The Bachelor, I was like, oh no, this is, I wasn't crazy about her on Colton season. I was just really nervous about how that was going to go. And then her season happened. I'm like, oh my goodness, she is so bold and just does not care. She is doing this for herself and she is just living her life. (laughs) Um, So I was really impressed by her. Um, I also liked Caitlin just because I thought she kind of was like the 
pre-Hannah B in a way. Like she was filled with controversy and some of the things that she did and she just owned it mm-hmm. and set light to, to a lot of different things. And I think she kind of like paved the way to this unconventional bachelor, bachelorette yes. seasons that have followed um, for better or for worse. <laughs> um, of course, I loved Rachel. She was just so, I loved her because it was like no BS, like confident. She knew what she wanted, went after that, didn't second guess herself much. Like I just, I loved her ability to kind of trust her gut and I felt, I feel like a lot of the other bachelors and bachelorettes let production or other things kind of get in the way. And I just feel like she didn't let any of that happen. And then, and then lastly, Sean Lowe, I think he's, he's just like kind of, I guess before Ben, um, he was the sweetheart and he was the nice one. And it it really wasn't until I rewatched his season with, Catherine and like being the winner at the end and I was like oh I feel like we could be friends (laughs) they have kids right oh yeah right yeah that's what I thought I feel they were they on I feel like they were on a marriage boot camp like but like early on in their relationship which I remember watching it but like the issue that they had like wasn't like a real issue like Like, it was a real issue in the sense that, like, you know, it was a marital issue, but it wasn't, like, as dramatic as some of the other people on the show. So it was kind of like, why are you guys on this show? You're fine. But um, I do, I do like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. They were on marriage boot camp. Yes. Look at me. I think that's why I was like, oh, I know them. I liked them. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Um, I have some of these on my list. I have... Hannah and Caitlin, who have been said. Um, and then I had Emily. Um, I don't know why. I really liked Emily. Um, and then I had Nick Vial. <laughs> I really I like him. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. I do like him. And I also have liked his career since being on The Bachelor. I don't know why. I just feel like he's he's been entertaining to follow. He's been on a lot, right? Like, because he was he on somebody's season and then he got a season and then he was on a season again, right? Yeah, he was. He's been on a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember every time he was on, but he was on and then he was brought back in and then he became the Bachelor. Yeah, he was on Andy's season. Yeah. And he, the poor guy was like the final two in both. He was in Andy's and Caitlin's. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I did not get chosen. No. And then when he was the bachelor, remember he ended up with, um, she just got engaged last week. Vanessa. Yeah. That was terrible. I know. I feel like he decent, that like that greatest selection. So I don't know. He said in interviews that he knew, like, right away that none of the girls were for him, like, and he wasn't going to end up with any of them, really. Really? hmm In some interviews I've seen him give. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and then I think my last one is Juan Pablo, because he was entertaining. <laughs> I actually did watch a little bit of that season was awful (laughs) 
it was entertaining, but oh my gosh. I mean, it was terrible, but also very entertaining. (laughs) But I am excited for the coming season of The Bachelorette. Very excited and very excited for them the next season of The Bachelor. So have have they said, like, are they going to play Claire's season until she leaves? Or, like, it's it's not even a thing? I think they're going to. Okay. I think they're going to show all of it. Yeah. And I think they're, but I think they're trying to be a little like secretive with what actually has happened and gone down, even though it seems, it seems to us like everyone's figured out like what happened that Claire left. Allegedly she fell in love after like six days Yeah. and left the show. And then, um, I guess, like, what happens when that happens? Like, I am, but I'm sure that, like, when you go on the show, there's somebody that you connect with right away, but you still have to play. JoJo, JoJo connected with Jordan right away. (laughs) (laughs) There was was no doubt in my mind they were not going to end up together. Yeah, and and they weren't going to end up together. No, like, no doubt. Like, I never once did I think that she was going to pick anybody else that whole season. But she continued, right? Yeah, and they're together. You just let it play out. So I wonder, I mean, I'm interested as to like how. Yeah, I'm curious because I'm sure she had a contract and the contracts for a TV show that's, you know, 20 episodes or 24 episodes. So right. who knows? Maybe they just were like, okay, we can take this opportunity and make it the most dramatic season yet. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Every season, like. <laughs> I feel like it's just something they have to say. They like, have to say because now it's become like a joke. And now it's like a thing that everybody makes fun of. <laughs> so it's like they have to do it. But oh my God. I'm excited for it, though. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe while I wait, I'll watch some of these seasons. <laughs> maybe I'll watch Caitlyn's season. I mean, you can just watch the three-hour rundown of them. Oh, yeah. No, I want the full. I want the no, full. <laughs> no, I don't want the full. I thing. mean, some of these, yes. Yeah. Some of these are good ones. Caitlin's a good one, so yeah. Yeah, I think I, because I like her. I'm just so curious to see how it plays out with, because like, obviously the guys that they recruited were for Claire, you know, right. and her taste and and all of that. And so now with them bringing Tasha in, which whom I love and adore yeah. and I was hoping she was going to be the bachelorette from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I like that Claire is older, but that's about like the only thing I like about her, <laughs> like her age, just because I yeah. feel she's just, I she's been around a long time. And well, and they were getting too young. They were get like, yes, they were getting way too sure. young. Yes. And so I was, it was refreshing. I'm like, okay, so maybe like this will be a bit more serious and yeah. something great will come out of it. So then when Tasha was brought on, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. But I'm just so curious as to how the guys are going to work out. Cause at the same time, I'm like, I hope this is fair to her. And it's not, you know, like she sees guys that she's actually into as well. And it's not just, cause I'm sure the guys are going to be like, oh yeah, you're great too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious how that's going to work out. Same. Yeah. That will be interesting. I mean, cause they did, they recast a lot of her guys after the pandemic hit. 
Not all of them though. So what I, one of the things I read is that, and I don't know how true this is, but that before when the show first started filming, like she saw who was going to be there and the list got out of who was going to be there. And so one rumor is that somehow she was talking to one of the guys before, like in the pandemic when filming had stopped because they didn't recast everybody. They only recast some of the guys. Uh, is what I read. Again, I don't know if this is true. And it's not from Reality Steve, so it might be completely <laughs> fake. Um, but so, like, she talked to him for, like, months, and then they started filming, so she'd been talking to him for a while. But I don't know how, you know, accurate that is. And But I don't Hopefully there's some good guys for Tasha. The, the guys, when they showed the most recent list for Claire, when they started filming the second time around, it was a great group of, group of guys, so... I'm hopeful that it'll be a good list for her too. Me too. So I'm excited. I don't know when it's supposed to come out, but yeah, they haven't haven't had dates or anything, right? Well, I mean, I'm sure they're filming. They have to be filming now, right? Well, yeah, they've been filming, but like, but Tasha's part, like, yeah, they've been filming it, but no, I don't know if we know how far along they are in the process and then how quick are they going to get it turned around because the Bachelor is set to start filming like regular time is when it would normally film. Mm-hmm. And it's filming not in California. It's filming somewhere on the East Coast. Oh. And, uh, but that's okay. set. So then it premieres in January. New York? Um, it's not in New York. That's interesting why they picked the East Coast. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so that'll be exciting. But I'm pumped. Woo-hoo. All right. Well. Let's learn a little bit more about wine. Yes. Um, we have so many questions. Stephanie is like, has been so excited. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I have so many questions I want to ask. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think first, what we probably would want to know is like, how did you guys create the company? Where did the idea come from? Um, you know, just for starters. Yeah. So Laura, Laura Fletcher is the other half of the Inquisitor wine and she's my business partner, but also my best friend. And so we both worked over at Norman's at the Ritz Carlton um, when that was inside the Ritz Carlton at that time. Now it's, you know, they're working on being a standalone. Um, but we worked together for several years and through working there, we, we were exposed to all kinds of wines and, you know, wines that i probably won't be able to try ever again in my life. Um, And so through doing that, we were exposed to the labels and to the branding and to price points and all that good stuff. Um, So we would have these like family dinners um, where it was her, her family, me, my family, and we would just have food and wine and just have these like feasts. And while we were there, of course, me, with my creative background, um, I would be judging the label and <laughs> saying things like, okay, if this was our label, what would we do differently? What would it look like? What would it be called? And it really started off as a simple conversation like that. Um, her and I just kind of going back and forth and bantering if we had our own one day, you know, this fantasy world, um, fantasy land dream kind of thing. And her father um, actually happens to be a businessman and he has, he had connections down in South Africa. And I remember the one specific wine dinner, he started asking really targeted questions and I picked up on it, but I was like, 
this is strange. Like maybe he's just really into this conversation. Um, and lo and behold, like three weeks later, he calls us and is like, hey, so I actually do have this reliable contact down in South Africa. If you guys are serious about doing this, do you want to ship over some samples and we see what we're working with? And rewind to the dinner, we were talking about different regions of wine that were underrepresented here in the U.S. And South Africa was one of those regions. This was back in 2014, too. So... Anyways, fast forward to that conversation. Laura and I are, are like, I don't know, are we serious? <laughs> and so we're like, sure, let, you know, let's bring over some samples and see what we're working with. Me, I'm, I'm a little bit, I don't like to say pessimistic. I'm more realistic um, and like a realist. And so I'm like, what are the, ch-? in my head, what are the chances that this is actually going to work out? But we went through a big old effort of getting a group of like 20 people together Um, a combination of like sommeliers to wine enthusiasts to even some that just don't like wine. They don't drink wine. They drink, you know, spirits and beer kind of thing. And we did a blinded tasting. We had food and all, all kinds of things. It was just a really elaborate and awesome tasting. Um, But it was blinded and we mixed in some other wines and basically we're asking them their, their reviews on the wine um, that we were looking to potentially bring on and pursue. And it was at that tasting that it was truly a pivotal moment in this whole thing where we realized, oh my goodness, like we actually have really something really incredible here. Um, And it just, you know, we both got chills because it was then where it was like, wow, this could actually be a reality. The numbers look good. The wine actually tastes incredible. Let's do it, you know? Um, So that's, in short, not so short, <laughs> how, how it started. No, that's great. I love, um, I don't know. I love hearing like origin stories. Yeah. Like, how they just, you know, I, and a lot, like how we started our podcast, we were just like at dinner one day drinking champagne and like, you know, we were just like, let's do it. So it's kind of funny when you're just like, you start thinking of things and you're like, yeah, maybe we can do this. Yeah. You keep going back to it, and the next thing you know, it's happening. Yeah. What goes into that whole process, though, of like, so Laura's dad knew somebody in South Africa, so you're bringing over the wine from another vineyard, or how does how does that work with, like, branding a wine for yourself? Yeah, so it I'm definitely... probably using the wrong terms, but... No, you're <laughs> um, So our winemaker didn't own the vineyard, Um, I basically worked with this vineyard, but, um, actually the, he, he was, um, I guess you could say like a consultant and he had been doing this for over 30 years of his life. Um, so, and he's also, you know, he received awards and accolades. And so he was actually the one kind of behind the scenes, making the wines for that vineyard to sell on their own label. Um, so he was the contact that, uh, Laura's father knew of. And it ultimately came to, you know, a contractual agreement that, hey, are you willing to sell us your wine? And then are we allowed to private label it? Um, And he said, yeah, and we worked out a number and made it our own. So we also had to tweak the the wines a bit too, because the thing is with South Africa, the regulations over there are, are a bit different than in the U.S., like in regards to alcohol content. Uh, and some of the other stuff that goes into it. And so with the U.S., we had to lower the alcohol 
um, level because up there they they really like it high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which wow. is, I mean, you know, when we were trying it, some of the professional songs couldn't believe how high the alcohol was because you really they couldn't truly detect it. Um, so they did a great job in the wine making process of it. Um, but yeah, so we, we, he actually was so great to work with. I mean, it was so much easier than we thought this would have went. Most people who have vineyards in their own line for someone else to make it theirs, it's, you know, it's, it's their baby. So it's kind of, it can be finicky and a little tricky to do or come to that agreement. How did you come up with the name of it? And then also your you have, you know, a creative background. So how'd you come up with the branding and the label? Because it is yeah. great. Thank you. Um, so the name, it was, it's us, it was so simple in the sense that it happened over text message between Laura and I going back and forth with adjectives and me constantly like this happened at 10 PM on like a Tuesday night <laughs> where we were just picking out words that we liked and had our thesauruses out. And then I'm going online fact checking to see what other brands out there have that name. And so it was like, no, no, no. Okay. Maybe. Um, and we just couldn't find anything we loved. And, and so it was really me saying curious, inquisitive, she said inquisitor, I said the inquisitor, and then boom. And so we were at one point, we were stuck between just inquisitor and the inquisitor. And so how we decided on adding the the was we just sent out some text messages to, I don't know, maybe like 30 or 40 people and just got their opinions like, hey, what do you think of this versus this? And we kind of took what they had the same consideration and went with it. It's amazing. And then as far as the branding goes, um, and, and anyway, sorry, rewind to the name too. And cause there, it is cause we're curious, like Laura and I are very curious females. We ask a lot of questions, probably a little bit annoyingly. So, um, but we like to push that envelope. We don't like to settle. So that's kind of where that, where that name stems from. And then as far as the logo it, and the label, I actually drew it. It started with a hand sketch. And, you know, one day we'll release the others. We should release the other sketches just for, you know, just for giggles. But because um, the other sketches are just, oh, gosh, some of them are so cheesy. and <laughs> Like, like, just not. I'm so glad. Like, I don't know. You know how the how the brainstorming process is. You just are throwing everything and anything. And you're like, why did I why did why did I even think that was a good idea? Um but we want we knew we wanted it to be kind of a symbol and a sense of representing who we are and what we hope to do big picture wise with the wine. So we knew originally we knew we wanted to start somewhere with bringing a wine that was underrepresented in the US and share that with the community and then long term wise hopefully do that with other underrepresented regions out there that have incredible grapes, um, wonderful quality and you know kind of help spread that awareness. Um, and so it, it was, I, you know, as far as the bird and sitting on the, on the wires, it was just, again, like kind of completely random, just the thought. And then we, I sketched it out and they loved it. And, um, I scanned it onto the computer and fixed it up on illustrator. Um, I love that. It's great. So you guys have five, five wines. Yes. 
We have five. We started with six and then um, we decided to bring it back down to five. So what's next? How are you going to expand? Are you going to expand into other regions of, of wine? or? So right now, we're unfortunately, with the COVID situation, we're kind of, I don't want to use the word stuck, but we're limited to focusing on what we have yeah. um, or maybe restricted to, to focusing on what we have. Um, everyone has been hit so hard, but more specifically the hospitality, tourism, entertainment industries. And that is who our biggest target market is. Like our, our biggest number one sellers were to the hotels, to conventions and to banquets. And now all of that has pretty much been on a standstill. And the future of what this looks like is so unknown. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, events as we have known in the past, although we want them back, we're, we're desperate for them to come back. The reality of it is we just don't know. Um, so because of that, we are, we are just focusing on what we have, um, focusing on getting them into some other retail spots. And now that's not to say if things do come back strong. Yes, we were before this all happened. Um, I was actually supposed to be in South Africa right now. Like I was supposed to be there this time right now, currently. Um, And I was going to be exploring other varietals. Um, We were going to stick to South Africa for the time being, just because we wanted to bring on like, whether it it was a true Cabernet Sauv or maybe a Pinot Noir or a Bordeaux blend. Um, We were looking at another red. Uh, But yeah, this is, this is what 2020 has given us. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did you go to South Africa? Like, have you been before in no, so we, I know, I know it, it pains me. So what we did was when we first started this, we had to use our resources wisely and we had to send our sommelier who is, who was a level three. He, he truly was a pro doing it for over 15 years. We sent him down there to help select the wines and to, we already had an idea of what we wanted, but we needed him to go try. He, he actually ended up trying over 200 other wines. Um, from wow. other makers as well to make sure. I know he he had a great a great task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to South Africa, just drink a bunch of wine. Let me know what you think. <laughs> exactly, fully fully expense, like just living it up. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we sent him down, and it really it proved to be a fantastic decision, and it was very wise of us to do. But that being said, no, Laura nor I have actually been able to go her father has gone her mother has gone <laughs> but we haven't gone you'll get to go I'm putting it on my vision board yeah yes. we're, gonna, we're gonna put it out in the atmosphere that you guys are <laughs> I love it yes please <laughs> South Africa's on my list my best friend went for her honeymoon and I'm like gosh so jealous I mean I'm, I'm lucky enough to have gone and it is oh, oh my goodness. goodness unbelievable and the wine is strong yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very beautiful it's very very beautiful so I'm jealous I know same oh sorry I have more (laughs) (laughs) two more sorry (laughs) ask away I'm happy so where um I mean I know the answer to this but for our listeners where can people purchase the inquisitor yeah so right now as far as retail goes, 
You can find it at Swirlery, which is off Michigan in the Soto District. Uh, we love Swirlery. They're longtime partners with us um, and the wine. So Melissa is just fantastic. Um, also at Tim's Wine Market over, over in Lake Ivanhoe. Mm -hmm. um, we were in the Tim's Wine Market in Avalon Park until they sadly had to close down. Um, but where else? We're at Grape in the Grain um, off of Mills, which Christian and Alexi are also really great friends of ours. Um, yeah. As, yeah, yes. <laughs> as far as restaurants go, you can find us at the Ravenous Pig, at Luma, Luke's Kitchen, Osprey Tavern, Sato Sushi, Dragonfly. Um, you can find us at STK over at Disney Springs. A lot of the best restaurants in town. I was going to yeah. say, yes. <laughs> That's great. What if people don't live in Orlando? Is there a way that they can order it? Yes. So they can go through our other vendor who I actually did not mention. It's, they're called BevFly, which okay. like beverage and then fly. Um, they're over on International Drive, but on our website, if you go to the buy section and you click on the BevFly link, you can ship wine and order wine through them online. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And we're in like several other restaurants too. I just want to go ahead Ocean Prime because I love Shannon over there. Oh, I love Ocean <laughs> Prime. Oh my God. And SoCo. So just wanted to make sure I plug those, those two oh, in. Yeah, of course. No, those are all really great restaurants. Like, <laughs> They're so that's awesome. Um, I feel like we, I had the Inquisitor, where were we? Um, that market. Um, oh, Market on Magnolia? Yes. 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 I, had it there. There <laughs> I had it there for the first time. I just remember that. Um, that's the first place I had it. I was like, oh my God. It's, it's one of those things where like, I, I obviously like knew the brand, but like, I, I don't think most of the places I'd been, they had it. And of course, like when you see something and you're like, Oh my God, I was like, I gotta get it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, go ahead. So <laughs> oh, I just have one final one and it's, um, so the whole process, what has been, we watched the Kardashians and they always say peak and Valley. So the peak is your high point and your Valley is your low point. What's been your peak and Valley of the whole process of, it could be anything that mm -hmm. involves with. So I think our, gosh, there are, there were a lot of peaks in doing this. Um, I think, honestly, I think our peak would have been the day we launched um, just because I don't think anything can beat that excitement and that rush and um, just the automatic, um, kind of acceptance that the community gave us and the interest that was, um, you know, brought forth through, through others. So I'd say that was probably the peak. Um, and then our Valley, gosh, probably 2020, <laughs> probably 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's like a no brainer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's everybody's Valley. Everybody's Valley. Yeah, the I deep, mean, long valley. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like a cliff. <laughs> yeah, only a few more months. Hopefully things get better. 
Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So whenever we have a guest on, we have five questions that we love to ask them just to kind of bring them a little more into our, um, you know, celebrity gossip uh, world. So uh, the first question, what, well, you can, I probably already know, but <laughs> I know the answer. What is your favorite champagne, sparkling wine, or <laughs> cocktail? <laughs> I feel like I, I, I mean, it's obviously the Inquisitor, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if I have to not pick the Inquisitor, because the Inquisitor is my favorite everything, um, yeah. <laughs> truly, I don't, I do not drink anything else. Um, but if I was forced to, I really love Louvre. Um, that's probably my favorite champagne. Um, MOA, those two are probably my, my two faves. If I'm, you know, I'm forced to not drink mine. (laughs) Same. Of course. Those are two of our favorites too. (laughs) Okay. And this next question, we may already know the answer to, but what's your favorite reality TV show? Oh, the bachelor and bachelorette, all, (laughs) all things that bachelor um in paradise all of it bachelor winter games <laughs> loved that <laughs> i've yet to see that one. Oh man uh, claire was on that one which oh geez yeah <laughs> do they ever do one for the actual olympics or like that's when they did it they aired it uh, in but a competition the, but for the winter olympics right but not for the summer oh, no not for summer Mm-mm. Maybe because people are actually watching the summer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, and also because it's the time frame of when they have Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, yeah. So okay. this, when they did Winter Games, it was airing literally in competition with the Winter Olympics. Okay. okay. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was ABC and trying to get viewers. Um, of course. Um, what is your favorite non-reality TV show? Mm. <laughs> this is always hard for people. I know. I know. You can always pay multiple too if you're not sure. Yeah, you can have multiple. Um, non-reality. Yikes! I, I, I guess I didn't realize how much reality TV I actually watch. <laughs> what um, other reality shows do you watch? Okay. Um, like I love Southern Charm. Okay. Um, Real Housewives. Yes. Um. All of my favorite ones. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. So, gosh. Okay, so I'm a little bit nerdy, and I, I like. So I watched. I was really hooked on like the Vampire Diaries and Legacies, and or not Legacies, but um, true. Is it no? Anyways, it was the show that followed that, but Legacies is the third one that came, that stemmed off from that. And so I guess I'd have to say Legacies is probably the, my top there. It's cheesy. It's teen drama. Like, you know, makes me feel young. (laughs) Stephanie knows all about teen drama. She loves it. It's my favorite genre. (laughs) Why is that? I love I don't it. No, but it's like literally, it's like a problem. It's like on Saturday nights, I'm like, let's watch a movie. And I just go into Netflix and see like what high school movie do <laughs> and I watch it. <laughs> yes. I really liked Riverdale up until they kind of lost me on the whole gargoyle king, that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've I have been watching Riverdale. I like, but I watch it like behind. And so I'm just getting to that. And I am like, uh-uh. Yeah. It's a, it's I'm like, I didn't see this coming. Where did yeah. what happened? <laughs> no, I don't need that. I'm I'm good without it. There was yeah. enough drama without that. Right, right. I never watch Riverdale. Maybe this is the perfect time for me to get on it and then not watch the gargoyles things. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. They didn't need to get that, like, out there. Like, it was entertaining enough with all of the murders and stuff, but... Yes, for sure. <laughs> it's really digress there, like a sharp... <laughs> yeah. ...couple episode long. A lot of shows seem to do that. I feel like when shows do that, that means it's time to maybe maybe end it like you know shows that they start just going really like out there and you're like yeah maybe it's I don't know like bring bring on some new like we're the interns we know you got interns or something like bring some other people to the team because whoever's on it is running out of their juices (laughs) their creativity is not there (laughs) (laughs) okay if you could so if you could drink the Inquisitor, sparkling wine, and gossip with anybody, like celebrity-wise, who would it be? Oh, man. <sighs> okay, so I really love Taylor Swift, but because you use the word gossip, I'm going to have to go with Kris Jenner. Ooh, I feel like she would have the tea on so many different people, that's so many age one. ranges. Like, she knows it all. Yeah, <laughs> Probably the best <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times people try to be like, you know, insightful. So we get a lot of like Michelle Obama or Oprah or like stuff. <laughs> Which, like, no, I want like, great, oh, but like, they're great, but like, we want like, who, yeah. who are you really sitting down with trying to get? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I'm going to drink champagne and gossip. Yes. I want a queen. Yes, yes. Like, bring on the dirt. I want to I hear it all. And she knows it all because she tells TMZ everything. Yes. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Um, okay, so our last question that we have, we watch, I don't know if you're familiar with Below Deck. Um, oh, gosh. I, ha- I haven't been keeping up with it, but I've okay. gotten as far as what's on Hulu. Like, okay, but you... Oh, you okay. look- yeah, you know the premise. So we always like to ask our guests, if you were to charter a yacht, what would be on your preference sheet? Like, what would be the three things that you would, like, absolutely have to have on this yacht? Okay, um, definitely bubbles, like champagne, sparkling wine. Um, I'm not going to say Prosecco. I'm going to do specifically champagne or sparkling wine. I need that available at all times. (laughs) Um, uh, So that, and then I'm going to also have to go with like, oh gosh, this is terrible. It's all like food related, of course. No, that's right. (laughs) Um, Like ceviche, like a fresh sort of ceviche option also available. Um, And then I probably need to have a jacuzzi. On, on the yacht. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Those are great. Three great things. 
I mean, I'm in. Since you watch Real Housewives, did you see the news today that Dorinda is leaving Real Housewives of New York? No. Yeah. Oh, my, what? Yeah. And the word on the street is she got fired. Oh, my God. And the other word on the street is that more firings are coming. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. I don't know oh. where this word on the street came from, but I saw it all over Instagram. <gasps> oh, as soon as this is done, I'm going to end up going, like, researching <laughs> all of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was the tea from today. Yeah. Oh it my gosh. Crazy. I really like Dorinda. I I mean, I do think that like, you know, I think her drinking has made her a little like has a lot meaner this season. For sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she needs a break. I don't know. But I, I mean, I always really loved her. Right. Yeah. Right. I, think, I think she's been going through something that's like a little more like, Yes. serious then like she wants to let on and then she drinks too much and it just comes out in like a negative way whereas like clearly Sonia drinks too much but like <laughs> it's, it's entertaining and like you know we can all forgive her but Dorinda has been a lot more like almost like she's having to deal with some stuff so I hope that she does but I am gonna miss her because she's like given us some great moments oh my gosh absolutely plus it means no more crazy Berkshire's episodes (laughs) I know Uh, like and just Rihanna was like begging her to come to her house in the Berkshire's like come on I mean it'll be it'll be interesting to see like I wonder I mean Here's the thing. I I know everyone loves Ramona and I ha- like sometimes I love Ramona, but like sometimes I just don't. And I, I agree. I so agree with you. I don't know what it is, but some like I, I guess I'd say like more times and maybe I'm like, you know, the odd one out, but like she just I I do not I can't vibe with her. I just can't. No. I do yeah. not stand. <laughs> I feel like if anything, like I would be, I think I would be okay if she, if she didn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'd be okay if she wouldn't come back. And I'm kind of tired of Luann too. Like, I feel like in the beginning, Luann was like kind of interesting, but like now with her like cabaret show and like all that, like, like, no, I don't care. Like, (laughs) like she's, hot shit and I'm like no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Luann is safe I think the other person that's going to be fired is Ramona yeah I'd be that- shocked if it wasn't her only because Sonia is a fan favorite yeah mm-hmm. a fan favorite and I think a lot of people especially with all of the like quarantine related COVID stuff that have come out over social media with her recently I think that she's probably the other one to go but I could also see it being Luann yeah, that's who came to mind when you said there was more. I'm like, oh, yeah, oof. right. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, we'll be watching and yeah, we'll be talking about it. <laughs> I know. I can't wait. Uh, well, um, this was great. I feel like yeah. we had so much information, and like now I want to buy all of your wines. Uh, <laughs> I have like I still have like half of my bottle left, so that's. <laughs> We're going to have a great night. Yeah. <laughs> a great night. It's going to be fantastic. Um, 
Before we go, tell everybody where they can follow you, like on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, your website and stuff like that. So anybody listening. Yeah. And before I go into that too, if you have like baked brie or if you have like cookies, that would pair really well with the Method Cat Plessy tonight. Um, So yeah, just a little, little tidbit out there. But um, as for our social handles, you can find us on Instagram where we are at the Inquisitor Wine. Um, so pretty simple, <laughs> the Inquisitor and Wine. Um, we're also on Facebook. It's the same at the Inquisitor Wine. And we are on LinkedIn if you so, so dare to follow us on there. Um, <laughs> but we are at the Inquisitor Wine as well. So we try to keep it easy and simple for you on all platforms. Awesome. I love it. Well, Thank you so much for joining us. This was so much fun and we love having guests and especially guests that are in the um, uh, wine business because it's kind of like our thing and we love, (laughs) like like we said in the beginning, we don't really know what we're drinking, but it's great when we have a professional that can tell us what we're drinking, which is awesome. Um, So yeah, thank you so much. And uh, just reminding everybody to... Um, subscribe, tell your friends, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.